Welcome back to the Inside the Cloven Creek podcast. Chaz Wagner here. In this episode, I sit down with Brad Lale. He is one half of the dynamic duo that makes up Lale Design. The other half is his wife, Jenny, who wasn't able to join us for the interview. Um, but uh, we talk about all her talents coming from the fashion world and the um, being a textile designer to form Lale Design, which is a ceramic studio based in the Hudson Valley. Um, Brad is a potter, a swing dancer, a ping pong enthusiast, and a former hot jazz musician, um, also known as New Orleans Jazz. Uh, we sat down at his, his home in between Woodstock and Saugerties, and it acts as their studio as well. Hope you enjoy our chat. Hey everyone, uh, Chaz here. I'm sitting here with Brad Lale. I can't, the, lay, the last name was the hard one. I effed up uh, the first name. Really, Brad? What do you mean? Brad, I said Brad. Really, I didn't notice that. What's up, Brad? Oh, not much. Just saying, it's a beautiful day. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. And it's quiet here. Yes, we have found a great location to be making pottery. So. And pod, a podcast. And podcasting. What yeah, did we... the mailman say about the the sound here? He hasn't been in the house. I don't no, think. he said in the whole property. Oh well, yeah, give us he, a little anecdote. Well, basically, I was um, when we first everybody who buys a house, I guess, wonders if they bought the right place or not, and I think it made me feel like we got a really rarely secluded place when the mailman stops and tells you that it's <laughs> that it's really quiet here, and yeah. he actually stops to take a pee down the road. So makes me think. All right, well, if he chooses to, that spot on his whole mail route. <laughs> well, he's do been that. doing it for the last ten years. Ten you years, said. I did. Say it's that. impressive. Um, <laughs> and, and secluded. You guys found this place after uh, not much seclusion from where you guys were previously living. Yeah, we were in Brooklyn before. We were in uh, Lefferts Garden, living together. A in quieter an part of Brooklyn, but still, it's uh, compared no, to the rest we, of the country, it's pr- it's pretty loud. No, we were in. Wait a minute. Well, I guess Prospect Lefferts, yeah, that's where we were. We were just at the very south of the Prospect Park. I don't know. It was pretty loud. I wouldn't call it quiet. Maybe Ditmas is quiet. Okay. You're right. You're right. But, I'm saying compared to uh, Williamsburg or Bushwick or yeah. Fort Greene. I would say, yeah. I mean, pretty loud. We, I guess that it's been such... It's been a long time since we've been there. We moved up here. Almost, it'll be two years in February that we moved upstate and jenny my wife has actually not been back since for about a well a year and five months Mm. before my son was born okay which is really surprising she lived in the city for 13 years yeah and has not been back once she pulled the plug and and oh i don't know i feel i feel like she's really so emotionally connected to the city that it might be really hard for her to Go back. But yeah, very much pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. Very much pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. And whenever we drive past a cityscape, like we went to Long Island to the beach a few times, and we drove past the city, and you can tell she gets a little bit like, oh no, I missed, I missed the city. Because it is, it is really different up here. I mean, as far as you have to pretty much drive to places, or whereas, whereas before you could walk out your door. That's specific to us. There's a lot of smaller towns up here you could do that in, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's backtrack for everyone. Um, can you tell us where, where you grew up? And um, you know, we're now here, in, in, you're in Saugerties and Woodstock area, but um, give us your little path uh, of 
to get into upstate New York? So I'm from North Carolina originally, and my dad was a potter, and I've just been, I've wanted to be a potter since I was probably 14, 15 years old. I've been making potter since I was 14, and kind of always wanted to have that romantic life of making pottery behind the house and selling it kind of a, kind of a thing. And did an apprenticeship in North Carolina, a pottery apprenticeship, and then was a production thrower in Seagrove, North Carolina. And that is just basically taking a measurement of a shape and making hundreds of them for, for orders. So it's kind of about consistency and speed and just about kind of trimming little bits of time as you can to try to make the most pieces in the shortest amount of time. And then I started playing music and moved to the city from Asheville at that point, I guess, and was really interested in playing music. So I kind of was... What kind of music? It was jazz, New Orleans jazz. It's traditional jazz, referred to in New York City, I would say, as hot jazz, probably. Specifically, I guess. But it was... uh, What I was interested in was street performing, really, which I was... In New Orleans was really... Was, re- was doing some of that and was interested in it. And that's what, I came to New York and I was like ready to busk, basically playing music on the street. And I did that, started playing in some bands and I guess it was just like, it made sense for me to move there and do that. And that was all I really did for about a year. And then... What year was this, approximately? I think, well, let's see, two, maybe 2012, 2013, maybe... I don't quite remember actually, but uh, the uh, let's let's see. So I did that for about a year, and then I responded to an ad on Craigslist that I saw that somebody was looking for someone to throw pottery for them, and it was Michelle Kwan, and she was located in Williamsburg at the time, and I went up there and interviewed for her, and I think she was happy with what I don't know it was interesting because I didn't think that that production throwing really existed in New York City yeah. I so but it ended up that I basically created the same job that I was doing in Seagrove for myself in there, in, in the city okay. yeah well I was working for multiple potters I think at one time I was working for about six different people and now now I still work for only one of them and that's John O'Pandolfi okay so I still make his shapes and send them down to the city. Got it. So, okay, but Michelle gave you your first your, job. First job in the city. Yeah. Got it. While you're st- you're you're playing music, were you on the on on the road or you were playing I did some traveling, but mostly it was in New York City playing like Thursday, Friday night, Saturday night. I mean, I, at one point I was probably playing four or five nights a week. I mm-hmm. mean, I was busy. Basically, it's like mm-hmm. you just ride your bike to work, you take your instrument with you there, make pottery yeah. all day, and I would ride my bike to a gig in the evening and it was it was great. Yeah. It was really a great a great way to Where do it. Where were your regular spots that you were playing? Play at St. Maisie in Williamsburg, playing at Radagast, mm-hmm. also in Williamsburg. Uh, Bar Tabac, let's see. I played at this place in West Village that was really awesome called Domina Rohu. That was a weekly gig that lasted for a while, about a year. And then when I moved up here, I actually still got called to do some like wedding gigs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of petering off a little bit, which is fine, which is fine with me because I'm, I'm really enjoying being a potter and it's, I've learned so much collaborating with Jenny up here too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really think that I was a very good collaborator 
at all at mm-hmm. the beginning. And yeah. I'm learning I'm learning how much how good she is actually at what she does. So now um uh for people J- Jenny's not with us. She's she's your wife. She's over in the UK. She's in England with right your now. Your little guy. Yep. Um can you give people um on her her background and her career and and how this collaboration was was formed both from the so family it, and uh, career. It was it's, it's still tied very much with jazz actually. So I I'm a swing dancer. And that's how I got introduced to the music. But I met Jenny at a uh, swing dance camp. Like it was this. Camp. It's a Love week it. long dance camp where there's just up here in the city. It was in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, Asheville. Actually. Yeah, Lindy Focus. It's called. It happens every year around like between Christmas and New Year's, and it's like this big. Basically, build up of huge swing parties with where the climax is on New Year's Eve, and it's like this. You know, there's like a lot of times a battle of the bands on New Year's Eve or something. You know, they mix it up every year, but it's an extremely good event. There's classes all day and then dances at night. So I went to this event. It was like my fourth time going or something, and I met her there. And I don't know. You guys hit it off, and yeah. Well, it turns out it was like, oh, we are both living in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, oh, so she, happy she, that both she... Trout, you both traveled. It's not when you were living there. No, I was, well, I... You both flew down or drove down um, for this Brooklyn. week-long camp. Exactly. That's exactly right. So that's how we met. Jenny is from Somerset, England. Sorry to just immediately go backtrack a little bit. but And she was in fashion in the city for... I I mean she was she's a textile designer and I think was just working at places in England and London and then was doing some work in New York and then managed to move to the city and has worked for various companies Gap, Victoria's Secret, H&M, places like that doing textile design. Mm-hmm. So I think the where where it works so well with us is that she understands the fashion world so well and understands i think the thing that's important is she understands what makes a brand like what elements need to be the same to tie together to make something a consistent brand that people kind of understand and it's not all over the place because Mm -hmm. that coherent system if it was just me making stuff it would be all over the place but she does a great job of holding everything to cohesive Yeah. yeah and what we say what we say is that She's the creative director, and I'm a production, mm-hmm. and Ren is the CEO, who is our son. <laughs> Love it, yeah. So <laughs> you always got to answer answer to him at the end of the night. Yep. Yeah. Or day, or any any time of day. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So the the you call it a collaboration. Um, what's 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 kind of a, a week in the life for you as as production? manager look like like i got here today and you were you were finishing up a few few pasta bowls actually yeah that's what i was making so Um, i guess i guess things around here work work around what i would call a cycle that depends on the kiln so the kiln is about a 45 cubic foot kiln it holds approximately maybe 300 pieces 200 200 300 pieces something like that i'm not depends on the size of pieces and things. So basically, it'll take me about a week to make the work, a week to glaze and fire and all that stuff. So me and Jenny will sit down and make a list of what we need to do, which would, you know, 
which she um, keeps up with a lot better than me. Basically, the inventory of what we already have, how much of this or that has sold, what orders we have for whoever, and then we also talk about which new pieces we want to introduce. So we talk about functionality of size um, and height, things that have, for example, like we, we cook a lot and eat a lot of food in our kitchen, so we use our things and then we use them, we talk about what makes them good or bad. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of something we've worked on recently. Um, we are doing some incense burners now. That is a, new, a newer piece for us, which we've dabbled in a little bit. But basically, like I made a batch and they were a little small. We talked about that size. So I guess a day in the life would be somewhere along in that cycle where either we're making a list, talking about what, we, what needs to be made, and then I'll go down there and, and make it while she's up here with Ren or answering whatever emails are coming in. And it is, and it's a and fun... And you were re reviewing the, the products just made. Like you said, this size was a little small. Yeah, next, next well, she'll, go around she'll definitely come down to the shop and say, hey... These are, she's, I'm, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, where she, so she tells me like, oh, this jug that you just made is a little bit tall and skinny. What is the word I'm looking for? It's like a management of, well, she tells me if quality control, yeah. that's the word. Okay. So she'll come and do some quality control with yeah. me, which is good. She helped me. A whole lot on because um, you want it to be art but you're also running a business so it's as you scale the business well things it's about need to be streamlined yeah well it needs scalable. to be about functionality so for example when i made my first batch of these gallon pitchers which there's a bunch of in cloven creek and they, they do really well in there but they were a little sharp on the edge and they were kind of chippy chipping off and she came and told me that and it made a huge difference mm -hmm. and it's still they still pour really well but just that's like one example yeah of it. So we spent a lot of time thinking about that type of stuff. Cool. And with her fashion background, do you work off of, um, are you putting out seasonal collections? Um, what's that calendar? Are you working off quarterly? Is it, is it, you know, biannual? Jenny, Jenny could tell you that because mm. she is round so, two, round two interview. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll you should, that. because it's a shame that she's not here to answer these questions because I would probably learn a ton mm -hmm. myself just be, having this conversation with her and you to kind of lead it. But yeah, I think she would in the end like to do some seasonal stuff. I think right now at the stage that we are at, it's about introducing glaze colors and I think for her, as a textile designer, she loves color. And I think she's learned a lot from me, too, about glaze quality and glaze depth and things like that. So right now, our two strongest colors are white and black. Mm -hmm. And we tried to introduce... Well, we did introduce a blue, but it just kind of sat around. And we had an ochre color, but we're currently working on some other colors, like a pink. I'm trying to get a pink having some some problems but hmm. we'll get there and then i'm but the tried and true white and black are oh my are god they're solid blind. it's solid okay. and yeah. it, you know what else it's solid because food looks good on it yeah true so um for people that want to start a, a brand their own brand or their own business what 
what were those inflection points for you to go from being a, a thrower or maybe an assistant or working for other people, say doing commission work, yeah, um, to s- standing up and, and planting the flag in the ground and saying, I'm, I'm starting, you know, whale design and I'm starting my own, <laughs> my own production, my own operation. What were those? Well, what I was think, that leap of faith that, that you needed to? Um, I think finding somebody that I really loved and knew that I wanted to make that leap with. I think that was the difference is I met Jenny and I think we both wanted to do this. And I think we both wanted to eventually leave the city if we were going to have kids. And I would have never done this if it wouldn't have been for her with helping with, you know, to, you know, as a team financially, of course, too. So, yeah, so it's a str- was... strong partner. And what is, this is a good segue into the ups, the city, the advantage of the city and what upstate provides, what, um, certainly rental costs. space. Um, but just in terms of mental clarity, like is, the serenity and the solitude is that what you need to be a I think maybe for your pottery work I think maybe to just get in the zone oh I definitely get in the zone definitely get in the zone I think maybe if I was in the city I would have more FOMO probably you know like if I'm for example I I'd worked some nights in Brooklyn for other people and I remember being like in Williamsburg you know where all the awesome stuff at night is going Art, music, on bars, and everything. I'm like yeah. in a, in a warehouse throwing pottery and it's just like, I'm just thinking, man, just look at where I'm at. I, I gotta get out of here, you know? And I think, cause it does take a lot of that, I guess, extra time just in starting a business. I think if I was in the city, I would be like, man, I could be doing something. I could be else. doing this, or, this, this, Well, this. I don't know, I guess. I mean, we've got, no, it's a real, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have actually, I try to think about stuff like that sometimes where I'm like, what would life have been like if I would have stayed here? Or if I, and we, me and Jenny have had so many changes in the last two years. It's just insane because we went from both having steady jobs in the city, hers much steadier than mine. I was a freelancer and she was working for these big fashion companies and then we just both kind of, all right, let's buy a house and move. We moved, had a baby, started a business in a year. And it's mm-hmm. just, whew, it's just like insane. Plus, we like I was explaining to you all the work that we're doing on the house all the time. That mm-hmm. is sort of like slowly. You're building a separate studio. You're painting in here. Yep. Tons of stuff. Yeah, and we're going to redo the kitchen, which Jenny has definitely been the driving force behind that. She's actually a really great cook. She probably wouldn't. If she was here, she'd be like, she'd no, be I'm not. I'm not a great cook. It. But she's yeah. she's actually is quite good. She cooks amazing meals for us. Um, and where, do you, where do you draw your... Um, where do you draw your inspiration um, for your work from? Is it is it from your music... Um, from your... The Carolinas, from your Southern upbringing? Is it from... i tell you what hot, I think... Is it from hot jazz? Is it from... No, it's neither. I mean, I think it is... Maybe about I think I think the thing that from I, your dad, you know him, he said. Him I think now it's about honestly about food and about because I started working for this guy Jono Pandolfi, and he is making work for restaurants. He's in restaurants 
all over the world. It's amazing what he's doing. And it's all handmade for chefs. Mm. And I became... What are the restaurants he's... He's in... Well, and him, the big ones. He's in Nomad Hotel, 11 Madison Park, and... Doesn't get bigger than that. No, yeah. it doesn't. Wow. So I've learned so much from working for him. So I do um, creamers, teapots, mugs with handles, things like that. I do for him, and he does all the basically plates and bowl shapes because he uses a press for those. So if it is a handle or something, that's he'll, where you come in. Yeah, got it. I mean, not every piece, but certain certain ones. So. Wow. But it's been amazing working for him. So I think my, I guess to answer your question about what influences me right now, it's more like, of course, talking to Jenny, because Jenny, she has a Pinterest board, and we look at a lot of pictures of what people are doing now. It's very fashion-influenced, actually. So you're kind of looking at fashion and making decisions about shapes on what other people are doing, and then you're also using the stuff every day and de- deciding whether it how it functions mm-hmm. well and probably you as um you have you know father and mother now you're thinking about what what families need um the functionality of like you know what what does a family need for plates for bowls for and trying to keep for... it simple as yeah. well because you know i think today you're just on guard for clutter you mm-hmm. have so much we have too much stuff and too much stuff that's like cheap and builds up and is just like sort of a false economy the type Ikea thing. Effect, yeah. So trying to, and I think Jenny is so much more obsessive about this than me, just because she's like a designer. She's a bit OCD about mm-hmm. having the right product for the right thing and not going through through various crappy mm-hmm. things or whatever it is cluttering. And so we, we ask ourselves uh, those questions, too, hmm. about having a family and a home. We want to have the right thing for the right job yeah. and not too much clutter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so you're, learning, you're learning a lot from her, from her fashion background. John, is Jono's first name? Correct. Right? Do you guys meet up in person um, regularly to go over, hey, Eleven Madison um, is looking for this project or does he just trust you at this point to say hey here's the requirements here's the 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 specs he pretty much away. gives me the specs okay. and says carry on but i think the thing that that disconnect that we have a little bit is has to do with the chef because i think he's working i don't really know this for sure but he's working directly with the chef and directly with the people that have the money which would be the restaurant owner so he seems to me to be going to meetings and meeting with chefs and people that are controlling budgets for these big restaurants. And then he'll be like, okay, you can start this on this day. But normally it's a little bit later than what he says because he's waiting for all of these other you know, things to line up before mm-hmm. he can do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he, but he basically just gives me the specs, I guess, to make a long story short. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's later and he fills me in on why it's later, but... Yeah, and I and I basically as I would say what me and Jenny that's one of our biggest goals is we want to do a restaurant love it we want nice. to do a whole restaurant and I think to me that's so exciting I actually totally. kind of dream about like sitting down and like at a plate that's like my plate with some food on it by a chef food. yeah and we recently yeah well we've recently been in, in touch with some chefs about potentially doing it so that could be in the near future but I think like I said 
I can foresee that it, there's going to be a lot of meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm realizing paperwork, finances. Yeah, because it's like a chef can be really into it, uh-huh. you know. But yeah. the chef's has the owner to go yeah. through to be to, and then he maybe has to convince some investors. You Invest, know, there's like all this yeah, tangled web of yeah, yeah, who's going to buy what, and then these people. It is very customized too. Uh-huh. So you know, we're yeah, it's not that cookie out. cutter. You're 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 doing. Small batch, the artisan model. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's also what I think chefs want. I think chefs, basically, they're like, oh, I want my signature shape mm-hmm. at my restaurant, and I don't want it at another place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least maybe that's what I'll find out more The about, people that you're working with, or John is working with. Yeah. How, how does um, community, what, do, what does community mean to you? And, and how are you trying to cultivate it here in Upstate? It sounds like the restaurant is a... Is a as a longer term project, um, how are I think, you? Well, I would say that the stores like Cloven Creek, and we're also in another store in Woodstock called Packamine. We're and we hang out a lot with. Uh, you know what? I would say to sum up what our community has been since we've moved up here is other people with kids the same age. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is, and it's very. It's a big. Having a kid is a lot of work, and there's a lot of questions constantly, and I think your life is completely surrounded by that. So then you end up hanging around the people that are the same as you in that regard. But there's a um, there's a farmer's market in Woodstock on Wednesdays, and it is basically like the baby club. All your pairs, yeah, the baby club. All, yeah. all the people roll up with strollers, go to this thing, and yeah. you hang out from like, you know, 4 o'clock to 7 all cool. summer. And it's just, it's a blast. And everybody's kind of checking it, checking in on one another about how everything is going. And Yeah, home projects, work projects. When are we getting, everyone getting dinner together? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely different, the community that is here versus being in the city. And I think it mostly has to do with the pace of the city mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh, let me stop by here. You know, I don't know. It's funny. I don't remember too well, but it seems like people are like in the city. Oh, yeah, well, I've got 15 minutes here. Let me just, here, I'll talk to you for 15 minutes, and then I'll go over here and do this other thing. And it's really not like that up here. I think Mm -hmm. that was something that you learn pretty quickly. You don't have to live up here to know this, but if you come straight from the city and you go into any store in upstate New York, and you've got the New York eyes, you know, you're like looking around, you know, or whatever, and you expect everything to be super fast. It's not. It's not going to happen. And people yeah. are going to look back at you, and they're going to be kind of like, mm-hmm. well, who's this guy? And then yeah. it ta- and I think it takes about three or four days yeah. for it to just be like, all right, all right here Chill we go. Out. Now I'm, I'm here. And then when you go back to the city, it kind of freaks you out because everything is so fast. Chop, chop, chop. Yeah, so yeah. I think that ties right in with how the, how the community is, yeah. is too. Yeah. In, in you need a way. both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, um, it's, it's the end of September, 2017. What's, um, I, I, I would love to see the restaurant, um, sooner rather than later, but what's, what's some projects that, uh, that you're really excited about for the rest of the year or, or, well, or rolling doing, into 2018 that, um, you and I, Jenny are excited about? Well, I just think it's exciting because of the rate we're growing right now. Cause it's, it's so new. Basically we're doing, Phoenicia Flea, and we're doing Hudson Valley Hullabaloo, and we're doing, um, what is the name? Basilica Hudson we're doing as well. 
So I think we're excited to see what happens because people that come and are interested in stuff, I think that's what's exciting right now is just to see what opportunities come up. Mm-hmm. Because we, we're basically at the stage where we have a great product and we're putting it out there and we're seeing what who responds. Yeah. So right now that's the most exciting thing. It's just it's kinda like fishing a little bit, you know? Yeah. Just waiting to see what happens. Putting it in the water. And going to these events and getting direct um analogous to the work with the Love and Medicine Park, there's that disconnect of like you're a few layers away from the ultimate decision maker. You go to Phoenicia Flea in these events and you have you get to directly communicate with with uh, the buyer and the customer of your of your product like yeah instant, it, instant feedback and it makes me feel great when they say oh my gosh i just use your pasta bowl for every meal i need two more you know We're the use fact it for the holidays yeah they just use it for everything well you know basically it makes me happy that they're using it and not like sitting it somewhere and looking at it and thinking that it's not not a functional thing and i think our price point it's made for that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to keep it at a price point where people do load it in and out of the dishwasher, wash it, goes, gets thrown in the sink, thrown in the dish rack, you know, gets bumped around. It's, it's made to, to do that. So that's what I like to hear the most, I guess, at these Versatility. Yeah. yeah. All right. How about a little rapid fire question time? Um, right. Favorite morning drink? Is it coffee or tea? Ooh. Or we're having coffee in the afternoon, so I, I think I know you. Yeah, it's probably it's coffee, I would say. But my wife is English, and we drink a lot Breakfast of tea. tea. Okay, okay. Too, so it's hard. We really go back and forth. I would say it's definitely coffee, though, for both of us. Because it used to be I would get up and be like, oh, yeah, do you want coffee or tea? And now it's just like I don't even have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so. You throw a little milk in yours. I, I kept it straight black. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're more of a man than me, I guess. <laughs> there but, we go. How about uh, evening beverage? Beer, uh, wine. Beer, definitely. Okay. I mean, I've been enjoying some red wine lately as it gets colder. I, I like to sort of make everything pretty seasonal. I like a good pills, good pilsner. And uh, I'm trying to think. I really like the, um, I like Keegan Ales in Kingston. Oh, yeah. They do a good, a nice amber ale. And I also really like uh, Lagunitas Pills is really good. Six Point Pills mm-hmm. is good. Brooklyn. I think my favorite Brooklyn beer, though, for sure, is uh, the Coney Island Mermaid oh, yeah. Pilsner. Yeah, those guys are good. Yeah, I really well. I I really like. What's it. the North? What's North Carolina's big brewery? Is there anyone that's? Oh, there. I can't think of one right now. That's... Oh well, there was Gaelic Ale in Asheville or something like that. Okay. Highland Brewing. That's the one in Asheville. Uh, and then there was a big Sierra Nevada thing i think plant built there a few years okay. ago i don't i don't know right. of any of that for sure there's plenty don't. plenty of good beers up here yeah how about um um favorite band um you know when you're not performing Who, what, what do you like listening to when oh, you're man. Uh, i when can, you're by the, the kiln or i could listen to the blues all day it does not get old to me the blues and i'm like all all versions of you know whatever i like helen wolf a lot R.L. Burnside, love Lead Belly, so much love Lead Belly. I mean, I can go on and on about, you know, Mississippi John Hurt, just kills, nice. love Do you him. go to BSP in Kingston for, for any shows? That's, that's... I, play, I played at BSP for a swing dance recently. Back to the swing dance. There yeah. It was like a... You I and got Jenny some... got up there? No, I just, oh. some, some of my friends, well, I knew the person coordinating the swing dance, and she was like, oh, do you... 
want to put a band together and I put together some of my Brooklyn buddies and it was an cool. excuse to have like a Get visit yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we which was great yeah I like I like BSP I'm trying to think what other venues I mean yeah I basically that's my answer I guess mm-hmm. I mean I'd like to listen to a wide variety of music um, but yeah the blues for some reason never gets old to never, me never I don't really know why it is yeah but I, I could just listen to the blues all day various yeah, it's whatever it's just a feeling yeah you don't have to you don't have to explain it anymore yeah what um what do you like read I see we've got the New York New Yorker here but what um any books or authors that um you just like the blues you just keep going back to I like the classics I would say um Um, like, uh, who was it that wrote, I'm sorry, the, like, The Sun Also Rises, that's the, who wrote that? I'm sorry. I don't know. Shoot, hang on a sec. Is it, I need to go to look in my Well, if I'll have to edit this out, we'll both, we're both sounding like a... Yeah, (laughs) it's just terrible. I'm sorry, I just... Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I like to read the classics when I do. Jenny, really when you have was, all that time as a fa- as a with a young yeah, you newborn. don't really yeah, you don't really get a lot of time to read. But I mean, I'm, I have a lot of time this week. <laughs> but yeah, they're away seem... till mid October. When are you heading over there? I'm heading over there Monday, not this Monday, but next. So I've got all next week. Got it. Too. So it's a while, you know. I think it was a bit of something. This is the longest I've ever been away from them. And it's definitely harder than I thought. I've been trying to keep busy. Yeah. This has been pretty good to keep me busy by doing this. But, uh, yeah. All right. Last, uh, we talked about BSP and the, and the farmer's market, but any other spots that, uh, oh, around man. this area for people to, uh, check out in the, in the Socrates, Woodstock, I would say if you're in Woodstock, get a sandwich at Provisions. Definitely. Okay. I love what kind sandwiches. Of sandwich? What's your go-to? Anything. <laughs> Anything. Anything on the menu. Well, Can't I would say wrong. our two go-tos are the Annie Oakley and Jerky Boys. So jerk chicken and buffalo chicken are those two sandwiches. They and they are awesome. Dynamite. That that place is so good. So and they're and I think that provisions right on the main dragon in uh yeah on Tinker Street. Okay. Yeah, it's actually near. Um, Pacoma, where we have some stuff in that store too. I'm trying to think what other places. I mean, that they're, I think they're about to open up a restaurant too, hopefully in December, January. Pacamon. Uh, not Pacamon, the uh, Provisions oh, cool. is about to. The sandwich place is going to become a full restaurant. Full service, nice. Which we are so pumped about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say also, we went to Scribner's Lodge and yeah. did a show yeah. up there. At, um, Phoenicia Flea, right? Yeah, yeah, that place is awesome. Yeah, go there. Very so, Brooklyn, dude. So classy, <laughs> and like, you, it's hard to find like good cocktails and stuff up yeah. here. Man, that place nails it. So yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Really, yeah. I really was impressed. So, are you guys gonna do the full? Are you on the Phoenicia Flea uh, roster? You're, you're gonna kind of basically they do f- follow they, them around. Well, they do more. They do more shows than we can do. Mm. They do around one. But you'll plug in when when it makes sense. Exactly. I mean, we did a lot this year. We're doing, I think, two more by the end of the year. But we missed a few. Like, they did one. Well, part of the reason it works well for us is because a lot of them are close. Mm -hmm. But the ones that are like... Yeah, they do tri-state area. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, like, I mean, within an hour, Mm kind of close. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like we'll do the one in Kingston. We'll do one if it's in Venetia. But like they did one in New Jersey. We didn't do that one because it was Asbury Park. Yeah. It was a little bit far. Yeah, that's Asbury is a hike from here. Basically, we're on this pace of doing that show where one of us will go in the morning, and the next person will come after mm. Ren's nap, hang out, give him a break, and then when it's time for him to have an afternoon nap, then they'll just leave and drive back home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if we can't really work where it's close enough to drive like that, it's kind of not worth it for us. So, yeah. And we're really lucky. And I think that also, once again, proves that we're in a good location. Well, and it proves, too, that Ren's the CEO. That's, that's, that's what the end of this conversation got to. I mean, he, that's... He's the boss, man. Oh, he is. He would not have liked it if we would have gone to, to Asbury <laughs> Park. Or the show, there was a show in Philly, too, that it was like, oh, are we going to do that? Uh, I don't know. We'll see if he lets us go to, uh, to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, that's the holiday one in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what Ren says. So, <laughs> Okay, that wraps up our chat with Brad. You can keep all the tabs on him and Jenny at laildesign.net for the latest product launches and collections as well as on Instagram, their handle is Lail Design, and that is L-A-I-L. And obviously, find their wares at Cloven Creek in Kingston and many of the seasonal markets and holiday markets like Phoenicia Flea. Thanks for tuning in.